Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Lindsay Gunsel today, you guys. You've never so been fun. here before. I have not. Well, I've not been here with you. Right. And when you sent me that message asking <laughs> me if I was available, I was like, um, I don't want to repeat the squeals that came out. I mean, it's so funny because I was thinking about people in the food space that I, you know, would come and hang for two hours and be able to do a lot of you know, chit chat on a different things. Um, and it's the food space is hard because I always I dive deeper into like the chefs and all the rest. And we've had like Mike Brown has been in here and and uh, Jack Rebel. They co-hosted with me one Saturday and it was a lot of fun. But I also think like, you know, having a professional who's been in the media business oh. and understands how to talk on a microphone. That's a heavy word. Hey, what a gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it is so great. And it's really fun. And you have a lot of people online who are excited that you're here. So I'm very, very, it's very nice to have you here. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. Um, Are you ready for a top two in hour two? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In all right, this is the time of the show, you guys, that we talk about two things that we are sort of obsessed with and or things that we're preoccupied with. We're very happy about. Um, and so we do two things. Are you ready? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So right now I'm obsessed with Trader Joe's cauliflower gnocchi. Oh, obsessed. I have win. Like five or six bags in the freezer right now. Okay. Uh, what I love about them. Okay. Tell so me. I love gnocchi. I love the texture of it. I love like the it's so being from a Czech town, New Prague. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a dumpling feeling to it. Yeah. It's very hearty. It's very fulfilling. The cauliflower gnocchi does all of that with like 330 calories. It's it's insane. So it's a pre it's a package thing that you buy. Yes. You go in the freezer. It's section. in the freezer section. It's I'm near the cauliflower rice. So here here is the trick that uh, that I learned. And, and someone on Twitter told me this. So the instructions are great. You throw it into a pan. It's like fourth a cup of water it it soaks that up and then you throw in some you know butter ghee whatever you want to use and use that to fry it and add your seasonings then and so that's going to give it the outside a little crispy leave it in the pan longer than the bag says wait are you boiling it first and then no no you're just just in a fry in the pan in a frying pan right out of the freezer don't even let it anything don't it don't let it defrost this at is, all this is this is news it's a game changer this is news it is a game changer does it's, it have that funky cauliflower like does it taste cauliflower it's got a little bit of cauliflower okay. to it it's That's fine. not overwhelming and when you put sauce on it you don't taste it at all in fact what i love about it is how crispy the outside can actually get okay really nice so that i'm obsessed i think it's like 2.99 a bag you know it's trader joe's right, so you right. just walk in and i I went in for one thing yesterday and came out with like 18 items. I I am not a, like an avid Trader Joe's shopper. Well, but you don't I don't have one near you. That's I, why. Well, I mean, the one by Ridgedale is the one I kind of go to. Yeah. But I sort of like, it's hard for me to pass Lund's, Byerly's, and Whole Foods in order to get to Trader Joe's. Yes. Like that's, I have to do a lot of work. And so, but I, but I also, I am one of those people who I don't, um, because I don't know the things there and it feels like everybody else knows all the things. And then there, I'm like, I don't know, is this good? It, I've never seen it before. I don't know the name. You know, it's weird. So I always, I rely on this kind of thing. And I'm terrible. Cause I'll roll in there for like two or three things. Like, yeah. So the, the things that I get there, the cauliflower gnocchi, I buy my ghee there because it's the best price that I found. And it's oh, the yeah. texture I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it comes a little bit melty. It's not as solid as some of the other brands I've bought. And I'll go there for like, 
especially if I'm doing Whole30, which I'm not right now. But if I am doing Whole30, they have a lot of items that are great. But here's the thing. If if you're overwhelmed by a grocery store, Google like Trader Joe's shopping list. Yeah, yeah. I know. Whole Foods. I mean, all of those people, the mommy bloggers who get paid to do this have done the work for you. <laughs> yes, true. It's all online. It's true. It's true. And I do love, Bon Appetit seems to have like an online like love of trade. They do like a what to get at Trader Joe's this week kind of a thing. And I appreciate that. Yes. I know that they're trying to grab that next generation of cooks and that's good. Yeah. So I'm in. All right. So cauliflower gnocchi is your first one. Yes. Okay. So my first one, I have to tell you guys, I am rewatching Downton Abbey. <laughs> I am 100% like every spare moment I have catching up with Lady Mary and, and Sybil. And I am 100% craving tea because of it. They do nonstop tea drinking and I forget about it. And the weather has turned. So I, so all summer long, I just drink my coffee in the morning and that's, and then whatever. But all winter long, I do coffee in the morning and then I do tea in the evening. You do? I what do. kind? What's your flavor? I am on a tea journey. Okay. So like I, when people are like Earl Grey or whatever, I am all across the board. I go chamomiles. I do mints. I love mints. Mint tea is is a gift. Mm -hmm. Like literally just like cleans your face out, just gives you a brighter perspective on the world. I love it. I don't know what it's called, but the tea they give you at Aveda, like if you ever go to an Aveda salon, I don't know what weird anisette sort of licorice thing in the back. And it it comes down your throat and like this lovely, oh, Perfect, mm-hmm. right? But so that's the thing is like, so I'm, I'm like, I met now at the grocery stores just buying all the tea. I do love, I have the little tins of Mrs. Kelly's. Mrs. Kelly's actually, oh God, what is that peppermint one I have? It's like, it's like rose, roses and peppermint. Interesting. It's called, maybe it's called peppermint periwinkle. I'll have to find out you guys. But this tea is that perfect thing where it kind of gives you like a, a minty sort of lift, but it's floral, but it's not sweet. And I don't put any sweeteners. I'm just straight up leaves and water you know as it goes but so like i'm all of a sudden i'm like because of the english are drinking it all the time i can't stop it but you don't drink it in little glasses i do you make a pot i have also listeners will maybe you'll remember last year i switched for the first time to the electric kettle okay that is a first for me last year and it is it is a total game changer because i just go flick and i turn it on i don't have one of those so maybe <sighs> maybe i'll add it to the list you should yeah it's, and i mean i bought a cheap one off of amazon i think for like 20 bucks and it's perfect and i did it because of in wales when i was in wales last year it's like every hotel room had electric kettle and tea and i was like wait this is so fast and amazing i'm just gonna have this isn't it so funny how just daily life is so different culture by culture yeah you know it's know. just it's crazy yeah and in, in such a great way in the best way yeah right like but that's it so i'm all on tea right now uh, i i did a lot of iced tea this summer did you yeah i and that's weird like why don't i do that like why don't i drink iced tea i don't well and the only reason i did was because i go to lifetime and they did this tumbler you bought a tumbler oh. at the beginning of the season and then you got free refills so i would go in every single time and yeah get this like hibiscus something or other you know fancy pink tea yeah but now I'm addicted. Now you're addicted. Yeah, I know. Do you drink coffee though? Oh, okay. So just so I like, I'm not giving up one for the no, other. No, no, no. I I'm go to, adding. Remember, we don't subtract. We just add. I go to bed excited about coffee in the morning, which is probably <laughs> a bad sign. I hope I totally hear you. Okay, what's your second one? My second one is I'm really late to the game on this game on this, but uh, I'm loving audiobooks. Oh, I recently started using Audible, and the reason I did was because I wanted to read. Oh gosh, what book was it? Oh, the the Knicks. Yeah. A friend had recommended the Knicks and I couldn't get it from the library and I was getting really antsy about reading it. So I downloaded Audible. I got it on there and fell in love 
I'm a runner, and so and you are too. But when I I get out there, I have to have something to distract me. You do, okay. And so right now I'm in the middle of the Goldfinch because oh! I saw that the movie was coming out. I know. Have you read it? Have you read I, it? I I slogged through it one winter, okay. and I'm ready for this movie. Okay, so I'm obsessed. I I, I don't even remember the last time. I say this as I'm on the radio that I turned on the radio in the car because I'm listening to books. Yeah. So yeah. I did the Knicks. I did educated, which if you haven't read, you should really read educated. It's a memoir uh, by this woman, Tara Westover talking about her upbringing um, in the Mormon church in oh, Utah. Interesting. Yeah. Idaho, Utah yeah. area. And then uh, I'm in the middle of the goldfinch and I, I, outside all the time with my earbuds. You're in. just in and you're yeah. like, you're I'm in zoned. the, you're in the it's, world. There is just something really lovely about, I mean, I love curling up with a book at night, but there's something about disconnecting from all the other stuff. Yeah, and just well, shutting it moment. out. Yeah. That's, I usually listen to, when I mow the lawn. That's when I listen to things. Cause, that's, a good, that's a good time to do it. Yeah, and it's just like, because there's nothing, I mean, like, otherwise your brain is just like, whatever. But that's perfect. My brain runs a little too fast for yeah. its own good, so giving it something <laughs> to distract like, itself. I know, Well, and I run, speci- and like that was how I started running, was to let my brain go. Like, take those moments and just you know, kind of tune it up between the brain and the body and let it go. And then, but so I don't listen to that, but I do for other things, you know, I love it. Okay. So my second one, you guys is miso, just having a miso moment. Um, it's important to understand something, you guys, if when you buy the white miso in the grocery store, um, it's good for a year. Like it does not go bad. Like, and this is a thing that it's not just Steph March saying, eat your, eat your garbage because I'm very much, you all know that I say ignore, uh, expiration dates. But miso is uh, basically good for a year. It just doesn't get bad. Okay, for the newbie in the for room, the miso. I, I've eaten, I've had miso. Yeah. What is it? Where do I keep it? What so, am I using it for? Okay, so this is a good thing. So it's it's a it's basically fermented soybean. Okay, and it's got salt and koji and you know seaweed and briar, you know like stuff. And it had miso soup. Right. I've seen it used places. Right. So like, and we all hear the word and we think about it, but it is um it's a paste. And it sits in a tub, and you can buy it in, I think it comes in the produce section, so it's chilled, and you just keep it in your fridge, and it is, it is, it's that savory little thing that you, if you love, if you love, you know, love. Asian food, oh, right? Oh my gosh, favorite. And you kind of, maybe sometimes, for me, I'm always kind of figuring out how I want it, how I could do more of that in just daily life. And I had pulled out the miso because I would made, there's a, on Bon Appetit, there's a miso chicken salad. And I was sitting there going, oh, you know what? Why would I, of course, you know, and I, but I remember looking like, do I have to go get miso or do I have miso? And I pulled it out and I was like, oh my God, it's fine. Like it's not even, there's no fuzzy, weird thing. It smells the same. And I Googled online. They're like, you can keep it for up to a year. And so then I took a big tablespoon of it. So this is what I'm interested in. I want to hear exactly yeah. what you did. I took a giant tablespoon of it. I threw it into a little bowl. I threw in tahini on top of it. I love tahini. I threw in uh, sesame oil and a little bit of the black sesame paste that I'm sort of obsessed with, too. Um, and then I threw in some uh, a little tiny bit of soy sauce in there. And then we whip it around. And then I threw a little lemon juice and rice wine vinegar as well. And I just kept stirring it up, stirring it up. And then I threw a little mayonnaise in there. So that it was kind of a creamy dressing. And then um, and then I threw that over pulled chicken off a of rotisserie chicken. Ugh, yum. Chicken salad. Yum. Done. That sounds so and then good. I, I was like, now I'm like, I should have thrown in some like cashews or something else in there too, just to kind of for the crunch in the salad. But I had, but I mean, I, so basically I've been eating them off and on div, like endive little spears or lettuce wraps. And that's all like, talk about your batch cooking. Yeah. Shred an entire rotisserie chicken, throw that stuff on it. You're done. 
So easy. I know. That sounds so good. But miso, you can also make like just pour hot water and make yourself miso broth. You know, like if you're thinking like, oh, I don't have any chicken broth. Oh, yeah. You just miso and hot water makes a broth that is spectacular. Oh, I'm, I, I know. know what I'm getting this afternoon. There it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about WAP. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today on this gorgeous Saturday. I mean, I think this is a top 10 fall day. I'm feeling it. It's going to be perfect. Um, I think that it is football weather. I think it's crockpot weather. I think it's hanging out weather. You know what else it is? It's it's high school reunion weather. <laughs> I am so excited for this conversation. Which just means that my high school reunion, so it's 30 years since I graduated high school, which is funny to me because, I, of course, you guys all know I live in the town that I grew up in and so it's a little weird you know always and i have raised children through the school system Go spartans so you know i feel good about it i feel like i it's a known quantity um but it surprised me when you know the 30th reunion kind of popped around and people were like hey let's all hang out and so we're going to a you know someone who lives in the district to her house and they were people were like you know what can i bring because now we're old enough to like buy rounds of drinks for people and like bring things to parties and um, bring something other than like a bag of Doritos. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, stopping at the now it's the Speedway. You know what I mean? The gas stations. Um, so I said, you know what I should do is I should make I should make some WAP. Wapatui. And it's funny to me because I was sitting in the office at MSP Mag and I was kind of like it kind of came to me that I should do this and that I should make a blog about it because it's kind of funny. Here's the thing. Like the minute I said, do you guys know what WAP is? Do you know what Wapatui is? And there was like, I mean, like literally we had like a like a two hour loss of productive work because we all had to talk about what it was and, and how it has affected our lives. <laughs> Oh, it's affected our lives. Oh, man. So if you don't know, Wapatui is or commonly called WAP. Uh, in some places, they call it Wapatuli, apparently. I know. I didn't know there was an L involved. Um, in other places, they call it Jungle Juice, sometimes known as Red Death. I like Purple Jesus. I think that is interesting. Um, that's if you add Kool-Aid, I believe. Okay. You know, um, there's someone said in Michigan, they call it Hairy Buffalo. Have you heard of this? I don't know. No, if you're I'm from Michigan Google and it. you drank a lot of hairy buffalo, I mean, well done you. But basically what we're talking about with Wapatui is it is a vat of booze. It is a giant booyah of booze in which everybody comes and dumps a bottle of liquor and then there's fruit and often there's like some sort of a a juice additive maybe. A color. A color, if you will. Some sugar. Yeah. And then it, you know, and ideally it's supposed to just sit there and ferment, but honestly, mostly just gets added, swished, and then poured into solo cups. Well, I'll give you a closer one on that Harry Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Dateline March 5th or March 4th of 2015, the St. Cloud Times. <laughs> the Harry Buffalo is one of St. Cloud's most famous drinks. Oh, there really? I don't know if MC's dugout bar and grill is still open, but you could huh. go and get a 23 ounce hurricane glass that comes topped with a cherry. Okay. Harry Buffalo. So that is a thing. I guess it's a thing. In St. Cloud. It, and it continues. It says it's it's spawned the shaved buffalo, the tropical buffalo, white buffalo, dirty buffalo, buffalo on the rag, the husky buffalo. Wow. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like gut rut waiting to happen. It does, basically. And that's the thing is, like, let's be honest. When you are indulging in a Wapatui, you are normally, let's just say, in your 20s. 
or maybe sub 20. I'm just saying that this is a drink that is sort of about the group of people coming together, carousing, usually not a moneyed group of people. Nobody's nobody's dumping a good glass of wine in there. You know what I'm saying? So this is maybe tonight's night. Maybe tonight's night. Well, so the whole thing was this idea of it gathering us together as we are now 48 years old. Um, how do you elevate that? <laughs> because I am not drinking trash liquor no. anymore. Like I, I'm can't, done. You can't afford to. I can't afford to. Because tomorrow would be rough. Exactly. And there's lots of things to be doing on Sunday. And also, just, I mean, my sensibilities have changed. And I'm not going to go out and buy, you know, the plastic thing of Philip's Grog and put, I might actually. But uh, but the thing is, is, you know, I thought about it in terms of like, okay, well, I have a very prodigious bar, really stocked with beautiful bottles of things. How can I make this actually better? Better in the sense of better for you <laughs> in the outcome, but actually tasting better here's the thing it's like the adult version right because normal wop it doesn't matter what you're tasting no. because it is just liquid lightning and yeah. it's like it's supposed to sort of be a dance with the devil and you flavor it with like you know that's why you dump in the kool-aid and the mountain Fruit dew punch. and all that stuff to kind of give it some flavor other than lighter fluid so <laughs> i bring you back bad memories yes i know i know I did involve, um, you know, I did look at my bar and I, I came up with a pretty Minnesota liquor, you know, which when we were kids, there was no, there were no local liquors. No. So there's no chance I could have made it a Minnesota thing. So here's what I did. And I, and I thought about it. Like, just to be clear, the reason I put these bottles into this big Cambro 22 liters <laughs> is because I was thinking about what would it taste like. So I started with beet vodka which is the sugar beets, you know, distilled from sugar beets. Beautifully, that vodka has a nice sweetness to it, right? There's a little vanilla lilt to it. I thought that's going to be actually flavorful. Dumped a bottle of that in. Uh, Norseman gin. I needed a gin. I had a Norseman gin. <laughs> it's delicious. It's very, like, you know, solid gin. Threw that in. Um, here's the one that I thought was a brilliant move on my part, by the way. Uh, Gamel Ode Celebration Akavit. And now Akavit, you know, is distilled locally by a couple people now. We have Vicre, we have Tattersall and Gamla Ode. I don't know if it's Gamla Ode or Gamla Ode, but the celebration has a really herbaceous sense to it. I mean, have you ever had it? No. It's delicious. So I threw that in. Okay. Um, I did Jay Carver Sevilla Orange Liqueur because I thought, liqueur, yeah. why are we not putting in some of that? Yeah. Especially did, with that flavor in yes. there. Yes. And then I did Orange Crema and Grapefruit Crema from Tattersall. Both beautiful liqueurs. And then I did throw in Everclear, just to be clear. Just because you have to. I, I don't know if it would be WAP if you didn't. So what I loved about you building this was you shared the story on Instagram. Yeah. And it, you started, you know, the pan. And yeah. It was the cut up fruit. And it, I mean, it took me two seconds for I was like, she's making WAP. Yeah. And there's a beautiful glass jar, yep. which was not what we put it I in. I know. It, this is this a garbage is the, can treat normally. Garbage can or like, you know, one parent had the uh, the big orange... You know, like sports cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, like the, the Gatorade the thing. Yeah. yeah. The yep. McDonald's thing. Yeah. There were a lot done in that. I didn't even think about that. I totally, maybe I'm going to transfer that because I want to keep my Cambro. I might change it to that one because I do have one of those in there the garage. Go. That's good. Less spillage. Less spillage. Here's the other thing I added just as far as like, so those are my straight liquors kind of idea. And then I, I kind of threw in a little bit of uh, pineapple Amaro. That seemed what real. What is that? Explain. So that's, an Amaro is like a bitter. You know, like kind of a bitter Italian beverage, but uh, heirloom is a local. The Bitter Cube guys do this this pineapple amaro liqueur, and it is delicious, but it's also not sweet. You know what I mean? It's a little bit sweet, but it's like there's a really it's not good pineapple. It's juice an sweet. edge to it, right? 
And then I did a little, everyone's like, you know, you're going to throw some whiskey in. And I personally am like, no, I'm going to sip my whiskey. I'm not going to put it in the, but I did. I threw in the last little bit of the cask finish whiskey. Cause that again, I'm trying to get the sweetness from the liquor, not just the fruit. And then I did Malort, which is a horrible, evil thing, but who cares? I don't know what that is. You have I, I kind of don't want you to know what it okay. is because it is a little bit, it is evil. It is, Malort is a, a liquor, a liqueur from Chicago area that tastes like corpses. It's, it's a horrible thing that people drink. It's a horrible thing that you make people drink. Their slogan was this, Malort, when you want to unfriend someone in person. <laughs> like that is... It is a bad... I, I actually want you to look up Malort phrases if you want to. So anyway, so here's what we did. I dumped all that in. I cut up watermelons, you know, peaches, pineapple, starfruit, the whole thing. I dumped all that in. I added ginger. I put in a knob oh. of ginger and turmeric. Or turmeric, however you want to say it. Yeah. I added that in as, like, <laughs> for fun. I love that. That was an idea. Very, it's very adult. It is. It's very fancy. It's fancy wop. It's fancy wop. It's the fanciest wop you've ever had. Here's the deal. I tasted it last night. It's delicious. Yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> it's actually really delicious. And I haven't even added in the Spring Grove rhubarb berry soda, which I'm going to add for fizz before I serve it. I'm telling you, this is a thing that I feel like some of my bartender friends should consider putting it on their menu. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to say, I am, I'm not also liable for anything that happens because of that. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to be out in that area I know, tonight. you got to come on over. You should box. text me. I, I had my 15-year reunion in August, and it was not as fancy as that. No. It, it ended with us closing down uh, Checkers in New Prague, and then walking through the cemetery to get back home to my mom's house. <laughs> it was a good time, though. In all honesty, uh, I had a blast. These are epic moments. These are epic moments. That's what it's for. Yes, it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we are going to talk about some of the fests, actually, that are coming this fall and all the good times you should be having out there besides your reunion times. All right. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Lindsay Gunsel today. Hello. Hello. First time we're on the mic over here for us with the Weekly Dishers. I hope you guys are having fun. Um, I wanted to shout out Mindy Kelly. Let me know that the tea that I was loving, it's called Peppermint Petal. So if you're looking for something that's a little rosy and a little minty, Peppermint Petal is it. And I am sort of just like, I'm totally going to go home and watch Downton Abbey and have some Peppermint Petal after the show. Just saying. Um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit. Now, so you grew up in New Prague. That's your... That is my hometown. That's your hometown. Do you go back often? Uh, More now that I'm an adult. Uh, Your parents still live there? My mom is still in New Prague. Right. And I'll actually... It's funny. We're talking fall festivals. I'm going down all of next weekend. Because this is... This is perfect. Let's talk about what's what's coming up. Dozinki Days. Yes! So, Dozinki Days is the celebration of the Czech harvest. If you're not familiar, New Prague is... It should be New Prague. It's Nova Praha. It's a Czech settlement. Mm -hmm. Tons of history. uh, Tons of people who still speak Czech, which I think is so cool. And Dozinki Days kicks off on Friday night with a old car parade. Yeah. And it's the main street, which is a beautiful old style main street with the old buildings, is filled with food vendors and little shops and all of that stuff. And we're talking pulled pork and dumplings and gravy and mm. just kolachki. Kolachki. Yes. Is it kolachki or kolachis? We say kolachki. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Yep. So uh, Laos Bakery down there does amazing Czech stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Laos family. Yeah. I grew up with them. So that is what happens. That's like Friday at 
six o'clock. And as soon as the parade is done, Main Street basically becomes an outdoor bar. Yes. This and is on is, Friday, you're this saying? This is Friday night. Okay. And the, the Main Street is shut down and it is people with rolly coolers and walking in and out of bars and eating food and running into your favorite middle school teacher. Yeah. It is amazing. John, my boyfriend, who's also an Orono grad, loves it. He's yeah. obsessed. He's like ready to go. He is ready to go. He's leaving work early on Friday. We're going to get there on time. <laughs> and then Saturday, there's, you know, the the classic parade, more food. There's softball in the park. But if you were going to go down, I would say go down on Friday night okay. because that's when, you know, the old car parades are happening. It's you don't have to be from New Prague to have fun. Okay. There's bands and, and check music and it's just... Is there a lot of accordions? I feel like there oh, should yes. be accordions. So many music. accordions. Yeah. And if you've got kids, the parade on Saturday is amazing because it's all farm equipment. Oh, I mean, it is the right? old tractors. Yes. And what's cool is all the stuff kind of sticks around and you can go see it. Yeah. So I'm excited. I will be in New Prague, flannel shirt, ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about... I think like, you know, we talk about um, how... There's always, you know, summer festivals and like berries and then you get in state fair and you kind of feel like, okay, now that's over. It's, no. I mean, the fall is really how Minnesota shines brightest. Because, Absolutely. You know, summer, we all go up to the lake and we all sort of like, we tend to actually ignore each other more than anything. And then fall comes and it's like, okay, we all, we're all very aware that we are about to go inside for six months. So it's kind of like the last dance, right? I've been checking the forecast yeah. like, since the 10-day came out. I'm like, okay, what does it look like yeah. next week? Yeah. Uh, if you do make it down to New Prague on Saturday, I will be serving beer at Memorial Park from 2 to 4. Get out. Uh, yeah, I love this. It's, so you'll love this. People make their own trays. So it's like keg beer, and okay. they make a tray that they've drilled holes into for the plastic cups. So they walk up, and they order 24 beers, and they just Wait, hand you money. what? It's like a wooden tray. They bring their own tray so that they don't have to carry... 24 beers. Back to their... Yes. Friends. It is... I'll send you pictures. Can you send me a picture? I've never... People have really fancy ones. Some are, some are like old cabinet doors that they've just put the holes into. It's... Like, who was the guy who was the first one to be like, dude, we need a tray? Well, what they do is it's... So the softball tournament is like classes against each other. Yeah. So there's like a tray for class of 89, a tray for class of 2004. It's dude, pretty... It's pretty great. I am coming for yeah. that. So then we, you know, you just... Hang out, eat food all day, drink beer, and then we usually grill at my mom's Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, it's a good time. That is amazing. That is a that is a homework moment. Yes. But that's the thing, is like I feel like there's something a bit more maybe it's because we're like it's not hot. Cause that's the other thing about like summer festivals that bug me. Like I get too hot and then I get annoyed and then I don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. But like the fall, we're all in our flannels and we're all like and there's so much good beer. Like it's not like it's just landmower beer. It's like Oktoberfest beers and like bigger beers. And it feels like it's beer season again. It is beer season. And I also like to, you know, say what you want about Minnesota wine, but there's so many great little like wineries that just host events, you know, like oh. out, outdoor music. Listen. And you just sit there and there, there's really no excuse in the fall to be inside. The Grape Stomp is like, that's happening this weekend at Carlos Creek Winery in Alexandria. Like, they're doing Grape Stomp and Fall Festival. Um, Have you, know, you been up there recently? No. Okay, so I went there this Did summer. Did you go? I went there this summer. And I had been there many years ago, like five or six years ago. Yeah. They have done such an amazing job with that space. They've added so much. They've got this like pizza barn and a beer place. And it is, you could spend all day. Yeah. Whereas before it was just kind of like the wine and yeah. and whatnot. I, let's talk about this for a second because it's the same thing with orchards and the same thing with like, again, I feel like it's this thing that 
I am 100% here for making anything agricultural a destination for people because we are lucky. Like people don't get it. If you in other states and in other metropolitan areas as big as us or and even bigger, they don't have the opportunity to actually go spend an afternoon on a farm. No. And they don't like or if they do, it's like they have to drive hours and hours. And I'm like, no, it's 40, 20, you know. I had a friend from New York who we were talking about. She was a little freaked out about how much we party in our fish houses, you know, on the lakes in the winter. But she was also like, so you you like, she's like, I mean, we all know orchards and stuff. She's like, but you go to like farms and there's like stuff. I'm like, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Like there's crop mobs. People want to go do that thing. And the winery thing to me, and I've talked about this before on the show, is that I really want to make sure that we all understand it is an agricultural product. And that's how it becomes better because we buy it more and they they learn, they make it more. And so it's like making it an agricultural product is to me one of the best things they can do. And then to like host people down on the wineries, come on. And if you're one of those people who just does it for the gram, going to a winery in the Dang. middle of the fall yep. is... Prime. Perfect. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Yeah. Uh, there's, and yeah, and if you are a person who wants to like get your feet purple, there's a lot of grape stomps, not just Carlos Creek, but there's, you know, out at St. Croix Vineyards, they have them. And then down um, the Cannon River Valley, there's a bunch of those too. So there's, and hasn't Oktoberfest started? So next week. Okay. Next week. And that's one of the things is like, I think it's funny that the Czech days is the same thing. Now, Oktoberfest, obviously, the actual Oktoberfest in Munich starts, I think, next week. Um, and it's the whole celebration of the marriage, but it's also the harvest and everything else. And so, I mean, clearly, like, actually, this weekend, uh, the city people kind of have started a little bit. So, like, uh, Finnegan's Brewery, which is over in East Town, they're doing Fintoberfest today, and they are doing their seasonal beer release and then Hammerschlagen and all the rest. But the big stuff is starting next weekend. And I mean, we're talking things that are happening down in, um, well, Okay, New Ulm, let's, for a moment, since you're Next New level. Prager. Next level. Next level. And that is the last one. I kind of love that there's a lot of stuff happening through September, and then New Ulm parties like none other at the very last, like October 4th and 5th, I think is it. And Shell's Brewery, of course, down there has one of the best Oktoberfests of all time. And they're doing it that Saturday. I think it's like the 4th or 5th. So... Have you gone to those? I have not. I would like to. You should go. I would really like to. I have done... Some of the wineries along, you know, uh, the wineries and breweries down in that area. And but I would I would very much like to. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things where you really you've got to do it at least once as a Minnesotan. You know what I mean? Bucket list. Yeah, it's a totally bucket list. There's a ton of, you know, there's other things like the Wild Rice Festival, uh, which is at uh, Roseville's Harriet Alexander Nature Center. You know, and there's wild rice stuff and that's kind of education. There's things like the Apple Days that are coming. Excelsior, you know, Apple Day is a big thing. And then Bayfield Apple Festival in October. That's an awesome one. I went to Bayfield for the first time in August. Like Did as you? an adult, I yeah. went down there when I was a kid. My goodness, I couldn't live there. Right. But if I could visit once a month, it is another world. It and is. everyone talked about the Apple Fest. Yes, it is it is it is a beautiful, beautiful place. The food, the, uh, different little places you can stop into. Yes. Um, and here's one I want to shout out that I think that I wish people would go to, too. The Cranberry Festival in Stone Lake, which is um, in the first weekend of October. And it's 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 basically, listen to this. The Stone Lake Cranberry Festival brings thousands of people to the area. It is held the first week in, a, in October every year. The idea to celebrate the annual cranberry harvest began in 1978 as five women were drinking wine in a hot tub. 
where all great ideas are born. Let's be honest. But this is one of the, it's the 41st annual and it is, they do so many great things that if you've never seen uh, cranberries harvested. I haven't. I need to. This is also a bucket list. You live in the Midwest. You should do this yes. because it's, they float them. It's a bog situation and they float them and it's these guys in big waders and it's a sea of, and they, they bounce them. They float them and they bounce them. It's the craziest thing ever. I love it. Okay. So that's what I'm telling you to go do. <laughs> All right, that's it. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to kind of wrap it up. And actually, we're going to keep talking about what's going on in town this weekend. So this is the Weekly Dish. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks to Lindsay Gunsell for hanging out Thank today. Thank you so much for having me. I've had such a good time. What this a great start so great. to a Saturday. You have no stamp of approval for co-hosting duties. Appreciate so that. So you just didn't suck it up. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's just basically it. Pretty much. I love it. All right. So let's talk about what's going on in town this weekend. Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about some love that Ann Kim got because she was... Did you see the New York Times article? So great. Holy moly. So awesome. It was so great. I was very, yeah, I mean, like, you know, she deserves it. She deserves it. But let's also give her credit because not only did she get so so much love from the New York Times, she also spread so much love. Yes. So true. So So true. She is like the epitome of someone who is celebrating her own success, but advocating so hard for this Twin Cities food Mm -hmm. community. No, true. And it's very true. And she knows, you know, that we are something that is sort of special out here. And like, and she would rather telegraph that than to be, that's what's very cool about the, our generation of the chefs who are kind of in the limelight right now is that they're not all this ego driven, like me, 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 a thousand times me. They are really talking about, it's really, she's a product of all of us and, and being here and the opportunities and taking those moments and saying, you know, F you to fear, which I think is obviously her favorite catchphrase, which I love. I love that. That's that is, best. that is, you should have that tattooed across your arm and think about it every single second of the day. Yeah. Totally. So she announced, she kind of leaked out the name of the uptown spot, uh, Suki and Mimi. And where is that going in? The old Lucia's. Okay. So they Beautiful built. Beautiful space. I know. And, and you remember Lucia's had like, you know, it was like Lucia's wine bar and then there was like the cafe part and then there was a couple the, little rooms. Yeah. Connected. There was like the production or the store kind of idea. So that's all going to become one restaurant and then there's going to be a basement bar. Which this excites me. Are you so excited? I'm very excited. I know. Well, Adam Gorski, I think the more we can give him an um, an avenue to do creative drinks, the better. Well, so I, I loved, I say I loved Uptown because the Uptown that I turned 21 and spend a lot of time in as like an early adult is very different than it is now. Yeah. Now it's big bars and loud music. Oons, and oons, yeah. Oons, and, oons. and I'm not about that. I, there was a point in time when I was about that. I'm never about that. No, I, yeah, I need, <laughs> I like to be in bed before that yes! music starts. Yes. I'm, I'm very much on that path. I was joking with Dana Wessel last night on Twitter because I, I said I had a wild night with graham crackers last night. That was my, that was your, my binge. Yeah. And he was like, God, you know, how many years ago we would have been at Stella's at that time. It was like 10, 15, yeah. holding down a big old table Or you table would have been just friend. going out. Yeah. I would have been walking up to whatever bouncer was outside of Stella's, who I knew by name, and I would be cutting the line to go into, you know, the bar that every, it was my cheers. Yeah. But it's exciting to add something like the Spacement Bar, which will be a completely different vibe for yeah. Uptown. Yeah. Well, and I think Uptown turns. Like, this is the thing that people bemoan the loss of the artistic spaces in Uptown. And I think, you know what? It, it, it's that that kind of thing has gone to just different areas. I mean, there's North Loop now, which has a whole different vibe, but there's Northeast and that has a vibe. And, you know, it's kind of everything kind of turns and it, it evolves and that's the way it's going to go. And we're in such a different 
environment today with better public transportation, with lifts and Ubers. So you go, it's not like when, you know, you had to take a taxi somewhere and you would say, I was at the University of Minnesota, we would take a taxi downtown. You weren't taking a taxi then to uptown and then to Northeast. It's so much easier now. You're like, hey, we're done with this bar. Let's go check out a different neighborhood. You hop in a cat, you hop in a car, you get on the bus. It's just, it's light and day, light and whatever from whatever it was. Night and day. Night and day. Gosh. Well, and we used to just, I mean, yeah, we used to walk from our apartment on Lowry Hill just to down to Lake and Hennepin for the uptown fun stuff and walk back. You know what I mean? But like that was because we didn't, there was no other way. No, you just, yeah, you just did it. Um, also, speaking of evolving neighborhoods, and this is, I think, really interesting, too. You know, Borough, they just had their block party last weekend. We actually had Brent on the radio with us. Um, they closed down. They're doing a little bit of renovation and stuff. And then they're going to reopen on Monday. And they have some, and I'm going to do a little, I got to walk through the space and see some things. And we'll talk a little bit about, more about that next week. But I, that was kind of the the idea, too, of like, how do you, like a neighborhood like North Loop, which is so hot and still evolving, there are things that are getting built and there are things, you know, coming in. How do you then be like a trendsetter, which Borough was and is, and then continue to evolve? You can't sit on your laurels anymore. Like seven years is a long time. I mean, a 10-year lease completed is amazing. But I mean, just even this whole idea that they ha- were seven years old and now they're refreshing. Which says so much about where we are, yes. which is a great thing. It's a great, it's a great problem to have that you made it seven years and it was so successful. And now you're going, okay, so what's next? Yeah. What can we offer people next? I mean, cause you, you could walk into that space. It's a beautiful space, great food. The, you've got parlor downstairs, you know, it's like you could go there for a night. Right. And just have dinner, go downstairs for drinks and and be done. Yeah. I'm excited. I know. It's and I like the fact that they are like, you know, there's more people are coming to the neighborhood. And as much as it's like great, you know, we all in the industry say, you know, the high tide raises all boats. And that's true. But yet at the same time, you do have to then find a differential because otherwise you're just competing on that same level. And if you created something and now everyone's swirling up around you, you kind of have to shoot up and say, also this, don't forget us. Well, and also the more restaurants that come in, the more people who have never been there before. Right. So you need to, like you said, get them in the door. Right. You need to give them something that entices them to, you know, they get out of their Lyft or their Uber and they go, okay, we go into the left side of the street or we're going over here to borough. Yeah. I know. So it's interesting. I mean, I think about like Meritage in St. Paul, you know, that place is 10 years old and they have, you know, Russell says all the time, this is their, they're doing better now. Like they're having better and better years overall. They're not falling. They're growing and becoming even better. So that's one of those things where I think in the restaurant industry, we tend to get used to the flash and we get used to this whole thing of, and, and because of like the openings and closings that happen and that's the news of the industry. And so we report those and some people get angry because it seems like we're celebrating closures and it's like, no, we're not. We're just kind of like it's noodling it because it is so rare to have a place that goes for 10 years and continues to just be excellent. Like that's a rarity. I lived in New York City for a blip, like a baseball season, and I was so caught off guard by my path to work, my walk to work. In the nine months I was there of how many restaurants opened and closed. Yeah. On just like a half a mile walk. Yeah. It's crazy. Different, very different environment. Totally. But. But the cycle. What it takes to keep a restaurant running is, I can't even imagine. It's amazing. I know. And it's, that's again, it's one of those things that industries that people sort of discount as, you know, like, oh, it's what else are you doing with your life? 
Okay, there it is. Lynn's two hours. That, that was, was so, so fast. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And have a good weekend, you guys. And I'm going to come down and get beers from you on next Saturday. Yeah. At, what's it called? Dolinzi? Dozinki Days. Dozinki Days. All right, guys. Thanks, Weekly Dishers. We'll see uh, Hanson's back in October. We'll see who's up next week. I think it's Elizabeth Reese. See you guys. Ciao, ciao. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.